I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. We're going to make something together today that is a showstopper of a dish from Naples called a sartu di riso. This is going to take several different stages, and I recommend highly that you set out the ingredients for each of the different stages before you proceed. The ingredients are not hard, but you may not have some of them at home. And the equipment is also a little bit specialized. So the first thing you need to have is a bunt pan. A bunt pan is a pan that makes a cake in a ring. The ingredients that you might not have on hand are fresh basil and arborio rice, which is especially sticky. It's what's used for risotto and some Parmesan rinds. If you don't have these, it's probably okay. But whenever you grate real cheese, and if you've worked with me before, you know I like to use fresh grated Parmesan rather than anything bought in a cardboard container. And when you do that, there's a part at the edge that is just hard as a rock and probably isn't going to grind up. And so I keep those in a Ziploc bag in my freezer for times like this when I'm making soup or making a red sauce that could use a little parmesan flavor and this is the first recipe that I've made that actually asks for that as an ingredient. You can probably add a little parmesan in its place but if you have a rind or can save one that would be really nice for this dish because it just sort of flavors the red sauce and then later we fish it out of there. I also highly recommend that you look at the website. There'll be a picture and a list of all the ingredients and those will be really helpful here because there are are several of them and I'm going to ask you to do several things as do-aheads so that we can just cook this without spending a lot of time chopping things. Here's your list of ingredients. Olive oil, just a little, a cup of diced onion, and I would call that a do-ahead to dice your onion ahead, a cup of diced carrot, and we're going to do that ahead as well, and a half a cup of diced celery two cloves of minced garlic. Those are all things you can prep ahead of time and get them all in little dishes ready to be put into the recipe. The rest of the ingredients are salt. You need four bay leaves, 
a tablespoon of tomato paste, two 28-ounce cans of whole peeled tomatoes, the Parmesan rind I mentioned, a bunch of fresh basil, plus more for garnish. Actually, it looks pretty on the top. Four cups of arborio rice, five cups of low-sodium chicken broth or vegetable broth, two large eggs, a cup of grated Parmesan cheese, two tablespoons of butter, a cup of Italian breadcrumbs, and a ball of fresh mozzarella cheese, which is another thing you might not just have in your refrigerator. Once you've gathered those things together, the first group of things you need to pull together for stage one, which is making the sauce, is the onion, the carrots, the celery, the olive oil, the garlic, the salt, the bay leaves, and the tomato paste, the canned tomatoes, the Parmesan rind, and basil. That's the first step. If you would gather those things together before we start, that would be really helpful. And then we'll start with stage one when you come back to me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, just to be sure we're both on the same page, here's what we have in front of us for the first stage of this recipe, which is the sauce. We have minced up garlic, we have chopped up onions, chopped up celery, chopped up peeled carrots, basil, bay leaves, tomato paste, two cans of tomatoes, and a Parmesan rind. 
those are the things that we need for this first part. So we are going to need a largish pot. It doesn't have to be huge. In fact, it's probably better if it's not huge. We're going to need a large pot, though. And we're going to turn it to medium high with a little of the olive oil in it. Put in about a tablespoon of olive oil. We may need to add more later, but let's just start with that. And into that pan, we're going to put the onion and the carrots and the celery. And over medium-high heat, we're going to stir it. We're going to just cook it and stir it until the onions are translucent. That's going to take three to five minutes. Hi. OK, so our onions are getting kind of translucent. I'm going to add just a tiny bit more olive oil. Just a dollop. And now we're adding the garlic. We're going to add one teaspoon of salt to the sauce. Two bay leaves we're putting into this pot. And the tomato paste. And that again is one tablespoon of tomato paste. I'm going to turn down the heat just a little bit. Okay. And we need to cook it now for one to two minutes until the tomato paste sort of starts to caramelize, which really kind of means it's going to just sort of stick there. And we're stirring it in with the bay leaves and the garlic. I have my heat turned down to medium low now uh, just because I worried about it. We're stirring the pan so that nothing burns or sticks. The tomato paste is going to stick a little bit to the bottom of the pan because we're not cooking it with enough liquid to keep it from doing that. But that's also going to give it a nice caramelized flavor, so it's okay. If you have clumps of the tomato paste, smash them up. We're only going to cook this for a couple of minutes. Just enough to get the tomato paste sort of stuck on the bottom of the pan a little bit. Okay. The next thing that goes in is the two large cans of whole tomatoes. This is going to require us to break these up. I'm using plum tomatoes, but any whole tomatoes in a can will be fine. Put them in the pot. And then if you have a wooden spoon or a pair of tongs or something kind of stiff, maybe a spatula, you want to break these up a little bit. They shouldn't be these big lumps. Obviously, that's not going to make a good sauce. So you need something a little bit stiff. I think I'm going to try a wooden spoon, but I wouldn't be surprised if I end up resorting to a spatula, a metal spatula. I'm not using a non-stick pan, so I can't hurt the surface of the pan. And just smash them, break them, till they're much smaller than whole tomatoes. And again, I think I'm going to leave you to do that. Once your tomatoes are sort of all smashed up, there's no whole ones anymore and there's no huge chunks, add your Parmesan rind and maybe half a cup of your fresh basil. Use half of what you got, okay? 
whatever your bunch of fresh basil was, use half of it in the sauce. We're going to save the rest for the top just to be decorative. Once you've added the rind and the basil, bury them kind of deep into the sauce. Reduce the heat to low and simmer for 30 minutes until the sauce has thickened. While our sauce is simmering away on low for 30 minutes, we're going to make the rice. In a large pot, I should have told you to stop and measure everything out for this stage. You just want to get four cups of rice ready and five cups. I'm going to use vegetable broth because I have guests coming to eat this and I don't know whether one of them might be a vegetarian and this way I won't have to worry about it. So four cups of the arboreal rice is in my pan. And that was four cups of broth, another cup of broth. There we go. Now turn your stove onto medium high underneath that rice. And as that starts to heat up, we're going to put in two more bay leaves into the rice here and add about a half a teaspoon of salt. We need to stir it together and bring it to a boil. As soon as it comes to a boil, cover it with a lid and reduce the heat down to very low, just to a simmer. And we're going to simmer it for 15 minutes without taking off the lid. Don't take off the lid. After 15 minutes of simmering, take the rice off the heat, stir it, and pour it into a bowl to cool. Our sauce has got about five more minutes to go. Our rice just finished. We're going to take it off the stove and pour it into a bowl, a large bowl, because we need it cool enough to handle with our fingers. The bay leaves can come out now. Use a tong for that. Tongs, tongs. Get the bay leaves out. We're going to need the tongs again for the sauce because we're going to pull the bay leaves and some of the other stuff out of that as well. Move your rice, turn your stove off. Yes, indeed. Okay, and move your rice over to a large bowl. Dump it in there and let it cool. That's going to take a little bit. Probably about 10 minutes because this is a lot of rice. So tr stir it every once in a while. You're trying to get it to cool down enough that we can actually put some other things in it and stir it in with our hands. Now we're going to prep the pan. What I really don't want is for this to stick in the pan on us. So I am going to really overdo here. I should have had you soften some butter at the beginning. I really think it's important to sort of slather it in there because we really don't want this to stick. The whole goal here is to have this come out beautifully and sit on a plate looking gorgeous. So I have some very soft butter. We're generously coating the inside of this both the center post and the outside walls with plenty of soft butter so that it won't stick. Oh, and you know, obviously the bottom as well. Into the bun pan that has now been greased, we want to pour some Italian seasoned breadcrumbs, a cup of them, dump it in the bun pan, and then we're going to shake the pan around a bit because the goal is to get the breadcrumbs to coat the entire pan. Do this over a bowl because we want whatever falls out because we're going to use that later. So you just sort of shake it, turn it, pat the sides, get it to coat the pan. 
turn it until it's been all the way around. And the whole pan has a layer of breadcrumbs. And then for good measure, turn it around one more time to see in case you missed any spots. And dump the remaining breadcrumbs that didn't stick into the bowl that you're working over the top of. Because we're going to use those a little bit later. So set those aside. Now your pan is ready. When the timer goes off about your sauce, take it off the heat and we're going to get the tongs and pull out the rind, the parmesan rind, the bay leaves and the basil. And then we're going to just set the sauce aside to cool down a bit. Well, it seems as though it makes sense to leave the basil in there. It got pretty ugly while we were cooking it. So stir it around until you can find them. They look like wilted spinach. You really don't want that in your sauce. Your Parmesan rind may have broken up some. If you can, find all the pieces and pull them out and then leave your sauce here to cool. As soon as things have cooled down a little bit, we're going to start the assembly. So once you have fished everything out of your pot and left it to cool, turn your oven on to preheat to 400 degrees and get a couple of eggs out of your refrigerator and scramble them lightly in a small bowl. And then we'll be ready for the next step. Okay, now that our rice is cool enough to handle and it's starting to get a little sticky, which is a good thing, taste a bite of it. See if it has enough salt in it. If it doesn't, you can add some more. And we're going to stir in here the, the two scrambled eggs you just did and a cup of the Parmesan cheese. And then ditch the spoon because this is done with your hands. It's kind of like a meatloaf. Maybe you've never made a meatloaf or seen anybody make a meatloaf, but here's where you do it by hand. Just like this, we're going to mush it all together until we have it all mixed up together. The next part happens with our hands as well. So you're just going to have to get used to the idea that your hands are going to get dirty. All right, that's looking pretty good. That didn't take very long. Now if I can scrape the rice off my hands. All right, now we're going to take this rice. Okay, I'm going to wash one hand because we're going to need it to pick things up with. We're going to take this rice and press it into this bunt pan that we prepared. We just put in the rice into the bottom. Try to make it fairly even. And then we're going to work it up the sides of the pan until it's about a half an inch from the top. So put it in there and then press it. Press it down. Press it up. So that's why we needed so much. It looks like way too much rice for this pan. But what we're doing is making a rice shell for the sauce we're going to put inside and some mozzarella. So press it up the center post as well. I would worry less about how thick it is in certain spots, although you want it kind of even, obviously, than about whether it's going high enough or not, because we really do need it to come up. It's becoming the bowl into which we're going to put the sauce. Keep pushing on it. Keep adding more rice until you can get it up to the top of the pan or just below the top of the pan. I mean, a half an inch below isn't very much. It's really very close to the top of the pan. So just keep adding rice and patting it into place. It's kind of like playing with clay. We're playing with the rice as though it were moldable. 
which it is a little bit. Oh boy, it really does stick to your hands though, doesn't it? And my center post, it doesn't want to stick to very well at all, which is too bad because I'm just going to have to keep building it up until it will. Okay, yeah, it's so sticky. <laughs> all right, maybe if I push harder. There we go. Push harder and it molds more easily, actually, once it sort of mushes itself together. You really do want to cover that center post because we're going to put sauce in here. And if you don't cover the center post, the sauce is all going to leak between the post and the bottom of the pan. My sides are looking pretty good most of the way around. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? That it's really, you could have sworn you had way too much rice and now suddenly you really don't. You really don't. Save enough of the rice to make a sort of lid for this. Because after we get it all pressed in, we're going to put a put a layer of the rice on top, which will become the bottom when we turn it upside down. So keep enough to put a thin layer, just a thin layer of the rice on the very top. It still isn't wanting to stick to the center post for me. I don't quite know how to fix that. I'm just going to stack it there. Because if I try to press it, it sticks to my fingers instead of the post. Okay, now it's time to stop and wash your hands. All right, the next stop, next step, is the mozzarella. What we're gonna do is just tear it up with our hands and line the rice with it. I happen to have gotten a log that was already sliced. I don't know if that'll be easier, but I'm going to pretend it is. We're putting it against the wall. If you don't have slices, it's fine. Just tear it up and press it into the side walls and into the bottom. Use up the whole ball of your mozzarella. Mine was a pound. This is where this recipe gets cool. Wait till you see what happens when we cut this open later. And that gave me a few leftover bits here. So I'm gonna tear them a little smaller and put them around the bottom, which of course when we turn it over, we'll let her become the top. The only thing I'm not gonna mess with is that center post because I think it'll just make the breadcrumbs come back off. Or excuse me, the, the rice, you know what I mean. All right, now the sauce. I'm going to use a, a soup ladle. We're going to ladle the sauce into the bunt pan over the mozzarella. It probably, oops, I missed a basil leaf. Icky, coming out. It probably won't, mm, mm. I mean, you probably won't use all the sauce here. That's what I'm trying to say. But fill it up as full as you can. We can use the rest of the sauce at the end to make it look pretty and because it's always good to have a little extra sauce. So fill it to the top, but not beyond that because we need to put, put your thin layer on the top, the thin layer of your rice mixture, the leftover rice on there. Smooth it down with the back of a spoon to seal in the sauce completely. And then put your breadcrumbs over the top of that. So the very top thing is your breadcrumbs. So I'm patting down the rice to seal in the sauce. And now the breadcrumbs go on top. 
And then, once the breadcrumbs are all spread around the top, get your cooking spray because we're going to spray the top of these crumbs so that they brown. Nice golden brown. I had quite a lot of crumbs left over and they're now all on top. I'm using a canola cooking oil spray and I'm just spraying the top, spraying the breadcrumbs so they have a little oil on the top. There we go. That is ready to go. We're going to put it in the oven. Once the oven's hot and you didn't, if it's not done preheating to 400, leave it be for a bit. Now I'm going to give you the last parts here. You're going to bake this for 30 to 35 minutes until it's golden brown and the edges have gotten a little crispy. They should look a little brown and a little crispy. Then you take it out of your oven and cool it for about 10 minutes. Once it's sat for just a few minutes and you can kind of handle the pan with a hot pad, the next step is to put a serving plate on top of the pan and flip them over together so that the bunt pan is then sitting on top of the plate and then shake it a little, whack it with a knife if you have to, keep your fingers crossed a lot and hopefully it will just fall out of there onto the plate. Then in the middle you'll have a hole. Into the hole put the rest of your tomato sauce and sprinkle the whole thing with a little more parmesan, drizzle it with olive oil and put your basil in the top of the hole on top of the tomato sauce. You can see what this looks like on my website. Again, that's thecookalongpodcast.com so that you can see what I mean when I talk about filling the cavity with the tomato sauce and the basil. And get any other hints and tips that I might have for you on that website as well. Leave me your comments. Let me know what worked and what didn't work when you made this. To serve it, you're going to slice it like a cake. It should make up to 12 servings, depending on how hungry everybody is. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've had a little bit of fun. I know this is a more complicated recipe than I usually do, but it was fun for me and I'm really excited about the dinner I'm serving tonight and I hope you are too. And so until next time, happy cooking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.